This is Jack Stallions. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? I read where a group of professional people posted this question to a group of four to eight-year-olds. What does love mean to you, they asked. Here are some of the replies. One little girl said, when my grandma got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore, so my grandpa does it for her now all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. Here's a little uh, boy who stated, when someone loves you the way they say your name is different, you just know that your name is safe in their mouth. I like this one. Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. Well, this is an interesting one. Love is what makes you smile when you're tired. I like this one. Love is when my mama makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him just to make sure the taste is okay. But the winner for me was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly man who had just lost his wife. When the child saw the man cry, the little boy went over into the man's yard and climbed on the top of the man's lap and just sat there. When the boy's mother asked him what he'd said to the neighbor, the little boy said nothing. I just helped him cry. I'm often asked, of what subject would you prefer to preach more than any other? And the answer for me is simple, the love of God. I suppose this is true because I personally feel in my heart of hearts that God loves me with a love that transcends my ability to understand. Some say that there's a little boy inside every man. I know I often look at the subject of the love of God from a child's perspective. No matter the age of a true believer, it is a warm and a wonderful reality that like a child we are held close to the heart of our Heavenly Father in an embrace that will not let us go. I often mention my lifetime friend, Dr. Dolphus Price. He was a man's man with a tenacity of life unparalleled in his peers. I heard him remark many times that his favorite song was, Jesus loves me, this I know. You'll never hear a greater truth than Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. The verse of Scripture most quoted and most memorized by believers worldwide is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Perhaps the most moving account of God's love in a troubled life has been the great classic, The Love of God, written by Friedrich M. Lehman and set to music in 1917. Dr. Lehman was so moved by a sermon on the love of God that the following day, as a day laborer in a packing house, he began jotting down words centered on this great theme. He hurried home that evening and arranged the words into the first and second stanza and composed a melody to fit them. After a futile attempts to compose the third stanza, he remembered a poem printed on a card that he had used as a bookmark. The writing on the card explained the poem. The writing stated these words were found written on a cell wall in a prison some 200 years ago. It was not known why the prisoner was incarcerated, but whatever the circumstance, 
It was apparent the love of God had touched his heart. In later years, Alfred B. Smith researched the origin of this last stanza and found it to have been written around the year 1000 by Mary Ben Isaac, a Jewish rabbi. The song, especially the third stanza, has captured the vastness and the depths and the heights of the love of God. Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forever more endure the saints' and angels' song. There are times when language cannot capture the thought of a truth. 1 John 4, 8 says God is love. This verse is as difficult for mortals as trying to dip the ocean dry or hug a mountain or count the stars. The verse does not say God has love. It says God is love. The ocean doesn't have water. The ocean is water. God possesses love, but that's not what is taught. The verse is not identifying an attribute of God. It is explaining a synonym for God. God is love. Nestled between the two greatest chapters of the New Testament that explain the purpose and guidelines of scriptural gifts is the great love chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In Paul's writing, he gives four lists of approximately 20 different gifts. The gifts are given supernaturally, and they're intended as tools in the building of the body of Christ and not as toys to be played with and abused as the Corinthians were doing. In the midst of these weighty doctrinal treatises, Paul drops the bombshell of 13 verses that render the gifts useless and inoperative without one ingredient, and that ingredient is love. In our King James text, the word charity is used. The word is a transliteration of the Latin Vulgate translation coined to describe Christian love. Eros, from uh, which the, we get the word erotic, is uh, a selfish, appetitive love that could never describe the selfless giving of God's love. The word agape can best be described as non-reciprocal. It actually gives, expecting nothing in return. Its attributes are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. The Bible says, Charity, or love, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Throughout my life, I had been the recipient of love. My parents, my wife, my children, and countless others along the way have bathed me in this wonderful commodity. However, no one has or can love me as God does. When I was unlovely, he loved me. When I was at enmity with him, he loved me. Though incapable of adding anything to him, he loved me. Before I was, he loved me. After examining and enjoying every available word related to this subject, I admit I don't quite understand it. I sometimes get a little glimpse, just a flash of its brilliant light. 
I sometimes feel the mist of its mighty falls, and there comes into my life just enough that though I cannot comprehend it fully, I want it in full measure. If I had to sum it up in one sentence, it would be this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, I want to thank you today for taking just a few moments and listening to my heart to yours. Mm -hmm.